Welcome to Getting to the Core, a Wayne County Regional Educational Service Agency podcast. We invite you to join us as we discuss a variety of educational topics and hopefully plant a few seeds that get to the core of our mission, leading, learning for all. Welcome. My name is Ellen Vorenkamp, and I am moderating this episode of Getting to the Core with Wayne Risa, where pedagogy meets practice. In this episode, we will be examining the work of the Wayne Risa Attendance Resource Team. It is my pleasure to introduce the members of the team, beginning with Ms. Julia Hill, Dr. Cynthia Allen, Mr. Marvin Franklin, and Dr. Joseph Musial. Greetings, everyone, and thank you for being here with us. Is it okay if I call you all by your first names? Absolutely. Marvin is fine by me, yes. Absolutely, great, thank you. Good well, morning. Julia, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure, sure. Um, I'm Julia Hill. I am a manager at Wayne Risa. Um, some of my responsibilities include uh, supporting state and federal program directors, such as Title I directors or folks who oversee 31A. I also work with homeless liaisons and their students, foster care liaisons and their students to support the needs that they have in emergency situations and just making sure they have access to um, school and the resources needed to do school. And then um, I also was blessed to be able to work with this amazing team, the attendance resource team, where we are here to support our schools and districts with getting to the core of going to school. Yes, thank you so much, Julia. Cynthia, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure, my name is Cindy Cook. I'm a school health consultant at Wayne Risa. Um, some of my work involves looking at the whole child and seeing how we can implement that in schools, as well as social emotional learning um, and health education, K-12 comprehensive health education. It's so necessary right now. Thank you, Cindy. Marvin, what about you? Hello, everyone. Marvin Franklin, uh, Ed Improvement Consultant. Some of my work uh, primarily is uh, centered around school improvement, uh, helping schools um, get on the right track and help them uh, get to a better place. Awesome. Thank you, Marvin. And Joe. Yeah. Uh, hi, good, good, good morning. Uh, thanks. My name is Joe Musil. I'm an assessment and evaluation consultant at Wayne Risa. A lot of my work is primarily focused on evaluating uh, educational interventions that are occurring. Um, as, and also I'm evaluating numerous uh, state and federal grants that we've had. Uh, I'm also serving as the vice president of the Michigan Education Research Association. Awesome. Thank you very much. Awesome group here. Thank you guys very much for coming uh, to be with us here today and share some information with our audience about the purpose and work of this um, attendance resource team. So I'm going to start with the first question and just kind of set the stage. A year ago, districts were pivoting to remote learning. Educators from across uh, schools and districts in Wayne County raised concern of, shall we say, missing students. Students who were no longer attending classes, and as a result, contact with those students had been lost. At that point, it's my understanding that the attendance resource team was initiated. So tell us, Julia, what is the purpose of the Wayne Risa attendance resource team? And how does it impact chronic absenteeism here in Wayne County? Thanks, Ellen. Great, great question. Um, first of all, you know, I, I, I wonder if, if you know and, and the folks 
out there in Wayne County know that our Wayne County school districts and public school academies actually implement the compulsory attendance law firsthand. So in other counties, uh, the ISD or the RESA has a truancy officer or a truancy department or attendance department. Well, in Wayne County, we don't have that. Our, our actual locals are, are, are working hard to make sure that families get students to school every day, all day. And so with that, the attendance resource team works collaboratively with our local districts to identify resources and systems of support to help them implement the law at the local level to make sure the kids are getting to school. Uh, so when a district determines that they've got a high level of absenteeism, they reach out to us and, and ask for our help and ask for our assistance. So the help and assistance can look anywhere from training staff, training those individuals who are the truancy officers or the engagement officers um, to assisting um, districts with identifying um, local level policies to heighten student attendance, um, improve student attendance, all the way to identifying community partners to serve as an at the elbow um, partner to combat chronic absenteeism in Wayne County. So with this current health pandemic, you know, looking at attendance, attendance is different, but combating chronic absentee, that's a completely different animal. So I'm, I'm proud to say that this resource team has uh, looked at innovative ways to support chronic absenteeism in this new realm of attendance, uh, remote attendance and virtual attendance. Thank you. I was not aware this all fell onto the actual, this whole reporting of the attendance actually fell onto the districts here in, the, in, in Wayne County, as opposed to having truancy officers. That's pretty interesting. And it could explain the uh, overwhelmingness of this, this, this job and making sure that all of these policies and uh, partnerships are really solid so that we can do what's best to really help those districts do what's best for kids. I was not aware of that. So thank you for that, Jillian. Yeah, yeah Ellen, you know, the, the thing that I think about is, you know, before all of us were in these roles, our districts made a, a decision with our administration that they wanted to hold on to that uh, role of, of serving as their own attendance officer, truancy officer. So we really serve as a support to those districts as they do that. Yeah, and I heard a couple of really key words there, collaboration, partnerships with other community members um, and resources, and really thinking about the policies and how the attendance resource team can help the school districts here in Wayne County with all of those different things and actions. So Joe, I'm, I'm wondering then, what actions specifically have you uh, guys been able to do in terms of this, this, um, this team and, and helping the, the districts here in Wayne County to combat this chronic absenteeism? Yeah, sure. So about a year ago, when we went to the initial uh, lockdown, our leadership had approached us and asked us to assemble and to, you know, to actually address this, you know, baptism by fire. So 
during the, if you recall, during the actual shutdown, all of us were bombarded with numerous communications, PDFs, and a lot of states had begun to respond to the COVID issue impacting absenteeism. And what we found was that these documents, for all intents and purposes, were not that we're not that efficient and not that practical in terms of getting people to go through you know, a hundred page document. So we took a different approach and we actually tapped our RESA uh, consultants and district-wide uh, educators who actually had experience both at the classroom level and building level implementing programs that either directly or indirectly address chronic absenteeism. And by chronic absenteeism, we're saying that the child misses about 10% or more of instruction. Uh, to the extent of the problem, a recent article in the Washington Post uh, noted that in, in the city of Detroit, there are 3,000 children that they can't account for, which is a, a, a very alarming number too. Uh, we don't have all the full data yet, but we're concerned that it may rise between five to 15% in some districts. So, uh, so for example, um, we, through the expertise of our, of our colleagues, uh, I'll use nursing as an example, uh, beginning with asthma. Uh, a typical asthmatic child misses about, on average, 10 days of school per year. So our nursing consultants actually developed research-based methods and suggestions that can help schools counter the, the, the issue of the asthmatic child. Uh, and we were able to develop very you know, evidence-based videos with references that last between 15 and 25 minutes. Um, our analytics have shown that if you go beyond 30 minutes with any type of educational electronic communication, mm -hmm. that 30 minutes uh, is, is too much in terms of viewership. Uh, in addition to this, uh, I'll give you a current example that we're working on right now in, in real time. Uh, our curriculum director at Garden City, Dr. Alex McNeese, is emerging to be a national leader on engagement and in fact has just completed his dissertation and published his book uh, based on his research findings. And he actually will be sharing how his interventions actually countered and improved absenteeism uh, based on the evidence base and based on his research. So uh, he'll be discussing that, talking about his book as well as actually providing real world data based on what he did. So again, ideally going forward, we, we envision buildings, uh, educational leaders actually going to our MyStream net where we'll be housing all these videos and they can actually share this with their staff in, in small chunks and actually consider doing some of these suggested interventions that are based on the best evidence to counter chronic absenteeism. Um, and so this is an ongoing process and uh, we're doing multiple interventions, one of which our colleague, uh, Cindy Tereskevich, uh, shared her experience in, in, in Southwest Detroit, uh, in Southwest Detroit for home visits as an example. So that's kind of like in a nutshell what we're doing, Ellen. So it sounds like you're busy, <laughs> number one. And it sounds like you're doing a lot of uh, really at the classroom level and really helping the teachers and the, and the personnel within those buildings really think about what teachers are doing within the classroom to really engage kids and get them back into those classrooms so that they're there 
wanting to learn and engaging in those learning processes that are going to help them. It also sounds like you're really trying to make sure that you're being very clear and concise with much of this information and not making some big long programs, but doing really short, concise, clear things to help with that collaboration. And I really like the fact that you're doing this based on research. Um, and that brings us to our next point. When we think about the research and we think about some of the recent articles, like you mentioned earlier, um, I know that there was one that was recently published by the Detroit Education Research Partnership. And in it, they noticed that even before the pandemic, that students in Detroit, as many as um, more than half of the students in Detroit were considered to be chronically um, absent, which as you stated before, means that they were missing up to 10% or more of the school year. And we know that other school districts within Wayne County are struggling with similar numbers and it's become even worse because of this COVID situation. So I'm wondering if uh, Cindy might be able to share with us some of the research that the attendance resource team has engaged in and maybe explain why these numbers are so high. Thank you, Ellen. One of the things we've looked at is the whole school, whole community, whole child model um, in, in our research. And um, basically, you know, those of you that know, don't know the whole child, it's the CDC, the health people and the ASCD, the education people coming together and talking about that. Do we need to be concerned about the academics? Absolutely, that's what schools are for. But um, we also need to be aware of the mental, physical, social, emotional well-being of the child also. And so with the 10 components of the whole child, what, what those 10 components are already, um, available in schools, in most schools. And what we would like to do is, it, it, what we would like to see is those components communicating with each other to find out what types of programming they're doing at the tier one level um, to reduce chronic absenteeism. And if we can get those 10 components communicating and sending consistent messages about the importance of attendance, um, then our kids are gonna be healthy, safe, supported, engaged, and challenged. And um, <clears throat> so that's what we've been working on. And um, one of the things, as Joe talked about, is looking at policy processes and practices and uh, making sure that our attendance policies are not punitive, um, you know, that we try to work with the family and the child in order to keep them really focusing again on that physical, social, emotional well-being of the student and not just the academics. So um, that's where a lot of our research has gone, um, looking at tiered approaches, which I think Marvin is going to talk about. And um, yeah, and looking at the whole child. I'm looking how to implement that. I think it's really awesome that you guys, and that's not a great word, but I think it's really great that you guys have taken that approach and thinking about the whole child and not just about you know, the child sitting in the seat, but what's what's entailed with that and, and what do we need to, to support that whole child and, and, and bring them back to that learning environment where they can have that level of safety and have those other um, emotional and social needs met in a really meaningful way. And I love your three Ps, the policy, the processes, and the practices and how those work together, I think could be really, really um, that collaboration piece and that, that way that they, um, can be intersecting uh, to mm -hmm. foundation, I think is great. And really that full frontal push to really ensure that these kids get back in and get the support that they need. And absolutely, um, absolutely. yeah, that's not awesome. 
So yeah, let's talk to Marvin now and find out maybe some of your, your relevant findings or hear some personal um, experiences with this and some things that Marvin might have been able to do within his own context as a building principal. Welcome, Marvin. Well, hello, everybody. Um, so the first thing I'll, I'll say is the root causes of chronic absenteeism, especially this year, are pervasive and extremely complex uh, to solve. Uh, many of our districts and schools are pulling out all the stops and teachers and principals are doing drive-bys to try to get kids back in school. Um, and what we would tend to say what uh, chronic absence, uh, absenteeism uh, collects prior to the pandemic, uh, we definitely have to uh, expand as we uh, talk about this year. So uh, there are high school kids that uh, have made uh, adult decisions to uh, work instead of go to school to help support their families due to uh, family crises. Uh, there are middle school kids who are doing the same, and there are elementary children who are um, watching their brothers and sisters uh, and helping their brothers and sisters as young as the fourth and fifth grade, uh, making sure that they uh, get done while their parents are working uh, during these challenging times. Um, at the school level, attendance teams uh, report that teachers with uh, the most um, the, the best strategy to capture those kids are the one teachers that make great relationship bonds with their kids. And uh, I'd like to break it and put it in a, a big, nice, pretty bowl, but that's basically, that's it. Those teachers that make those great connections outside of just school, uh, they really are the ones that yield the best results. Um, Har Harvard University has... Um, a group called Making Caring Common Project, which illustrates the importance of relationships uh, and has developed a highly effective resource called the Relationship Mapping. And we have introduced that to some of our Wayne County schools as well. And uh, it has had tremendous success to uh, identify those kids that don't have those relationships with a, an adult in the building uh, and to try to find other ways to capture those kids to make sure that they're logging on. Uh, this relationship mapping uh, provides data to the school to identify those who are not connected uh, with those adults and they make a necessary adjustment to, to put positive connections together. Uh, and it is uh, one of the things, there's also um, attendance works. That's another uh, resource that um, districts are leaning on. There's a lot of data uh, and research as well as uh, ideas to try to improve um, getting kids uh, in school. Uh, addressing chronic absenteeism uh, begins uh, developing, the best way to do it is by developing a multi-tiered system approach. And uh, with three tiers of support, providing everyone with an identified uh, core staple of supports it's also called universal supports. These typically include some level of relational uh, connections to the students that make school a place where kids absolutely positively want to be. Mm -hmm. uh, the second tier is geared for a smaller group of students uh, that need a little more uh, targeted support. And those uh, 
conversations between the school uh, and not just uh, those kids, but the families. Uh, this is a group of students who have past history of moderate chronic absenteeism, uh, or they may have a risk factor, something like what Joe mentioned as, as asthma or uh, in our area, sickle cell, uh, anemia, those types of things. <clears throat> and a need in a higher level of more individualized support in addition to those uh, universal supports that I just mentioned. Now the third tier, the, the most intensive one is what we are at right now with not just chronic absenteeism, but in the middle of a, a pandemic. And mm -hmm. this is what, uh, what I speak to many principals right now uh, and teachers, they are uh, on high alert as it relates to developing those relationships and getting in the car and driving to those uh, families and finding out at the core what uh, they need. And um, what I've seen and heard more than anything is uh, school is, uh, like Cindy uh, said earlier, Dr. Cook, I'm sorry, we've been working too close together. I thought she knows that uh, I mean all the respect in the world, but um, they've figured out like what she said, that component has is one of the missing components. You've got to make those connections with those children. If you don't make those connections, they will find other things uh, that are more important, which at this level during the pandemic is survival. Uh, so uh, this looks like about four or more days a month, uh, the, that tier three, uh, that highest group of, of absence, uh, and that's that's a lot. And I, their kids are missing a lot more. They're not logging on, not for their amount of time. Um, many students in Wayne County and across America have exceeded this threshold. Uh, the typical risk factors are, are definitely expanded, and we're trying to uh, make sure that we get a, a hold on those. Yeah. You bring up some really great points and, and that whole piece about the relationships. I, I just would like to reiterate that for our listeners and building those relationships with our students is huge. And I really like the fact that you brought in the families that sometimes this isn't just a child issue, this is a family issue and therefore it becomes a community issue, which really takes us back to that whole child model that Cindy, Dr. Cook was talking to us about. So awesome, you have some great resources in there for us also, Marvin, thank you, I appreciate that. I think our listeners will be able to take advantage of those. I'd like to ask all of you to unmute and just if there's anything else anybody would like to add to our discussion, if there are any other relevant resources that any of you would like to share, where can people find out a little bit more about your team and the work that you've been doing? And um, uh, just open up the floor. The whole child model can be uh, looked at on the either the CDC website or the ASCD website um, to get a better understanding of how those pieces and parts work together to make sure that those kids are engaged. And I just want to reiterate again what Marvin said is the importance of those relationships in school and out of school and getting community members to understand the importance of attendance also. So we can be sending consistent messages to kids. Love it, thank you. Yeah, the other point that, that we've collectively realized too, that is if a child is not in school, they are at risk for dropping out of school and the outcomes are very, very poor when a child drops out of school in terms of the whole prison pipeline and other adverse events too. The other issues that, that are going to take many, many more people at the table includes bandwidth is, does the child have adequate bandwidth by which to participate from distance learning? 
Um, and Marvin also spoke to about the whole tier three where that's really the one-on-one, the, the, -on -one, the, the, the intense interventions too. And, and we also realized too that many of the children in Wayne County have experienced you know, serious illness and death with their elders and their family. And sometimes grandparents may actually have to take over the role of the parents too. So this is a very multi, multifaceted issue too. And, and going forward, again, all of our work that we're doing with our colleagues will be placed on MyStreamNet. That's MyStreamNet. And uh, there'll be a, a strong, robust library by which our, our educators can actually access. Thank you. You know, one thing that just sort of is resonating with me as I'm listening, and this comes from my own ignorance. And so thank you very much for, for helping me see some more and, and understand a little bit better about this. But when I think of chronic absenteeism, I'm always thinking of like high school kids, but we're not talking just about high school kids here, are we? We're talking about K-12. We're talking about kids all throughout the system. And I think, I think that sort of, aha, I just had that, that moment by even listening to Marvin and all of you talk about elementary school kids being the parent in the house, maybe helping younger brothers and sisters. And I'm sitting here thinking, wow, I just kind of always thought it was a high school issue. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a really good point, um, Ellen. When we look at kindergarten and first grade, even missing two days a month um, puts them in the category of um, absenteeism, chronic absenteeism. So, and it, it is starting to um, affect in the kindergarten, first grade, second grade, so much so that they're not reading by third grade, which is, you know, one of the things that we're looking for. And, uh, so yes, we do have to worry about absenteeism in the younger grades also. And, you know, Cindy brings up a, a, a great point. Um, it's, it's, it's in these multi-tiered systems of support, you know, you've got to think about, look at the needs of your families, look at the, the um, issues that your students are dealing with and try to develop systems that families and kids where they are. Every family and every kid is going through something different. There's one, one approach that can hit all kids that are having an issue with attendance. So it's on us as adults, as partners, as educators, um, as a community to identify different innovative ways to ensure that kids have an opportunity to learn. And I think that's a, a key phrase. Giving kids an opportunity to learn looks different according to the needs of a family and the, the issues that our kids are dealing with. So, so that's what we're hoping to do as a attendance resource team is to pull together um, different strategies because there's no reason to in, reinvent the wheel if somebody's doing it out there, it's easy to emulate. It's easy to turn around and do it and, and put it in the context of your backyard. So we hope that we can help our, our districts do that with the modules that um, Joe was talking about and with the multi-tiered systems of support that Marvin spoke about. Awesome. Last word, Marvin. Yeah, I just want to say how important it is for us to uh, stay on top of that, make sure our kids are, are getting in. If we just look at the data for African-American males uh, and uh, reading by the third and the fourth grade and the chronic absenteeism challenge, they've uh, written many uh, articles about those boys being suspended from preschool and 
like Dr. Cook just mentioned, two days. Uh, so if the bo black boys, African-American males are not getting to those uh, points by the fourth grade and, and we're suspending them from school, you know, for things that maybe we could find other ways uh, to develop. This is really a prime opportunity, you know, to turn in a little different uh, spin on it is the, the pandemic has definitely shown us that we've got to find a better way to do what we've been doing, make sure that we're educating our kids and we're including all of the challenges and understanding where they're coming from so that we can do a, a much better job uh, to make a, a, a better state of Michigan. So well said. Let's make lemonade out of this lemon. Let's do what's best for kids. Thank you all so very much for joining us today and helping us get to the core of this really important uh, topic. We really appreciate you and all the work that you're doing. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Ellen. Thanks again for listening to Getting to the Core. To access previous episodes, along with transcripts and additional resources, visit risa.net forward slash podcast.